Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I am super excited about this podcast I'm going to review. I had mentioned on a previous podcast that I wanted to talk about this story. It was the Tanya Zucker brought from F Factor, the F Factor diet versus Emily Gellis, who's a fashion influencer. They're currently in a lawsuit right now, and it is just a fascinating story. And I'm, I'm completely obsessed with it. And I mentioned it on a previous podcast that I wanted to do a review of this whole drama, but I knew I had to do some research on it because it's a very involved story. And I wanted to learn about this other woman that's involved in this story. Her name's Ingrid. She's from the south of France. I had heard about her as part of the story, but I didn't know who she was. And now I do. Um, And there is now a new podcast called Fed Up about this whole story. So it's perfect because I don't have to do the research. I can just listen to this podcast and report it back to you. So uh, so we'll be doing a review of this podcast fed up. And um, and then I'm going to share my own personal story with the F-Factor diet uh, and what I know a little bit, you know, some of the backstory of how I first got introduced to it. Uh, but let me start with just a personal update. So I am now over COVID for the most part. I, on my fifth day, so I obviously have to quarantine now for five days and on the fifth day, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better. You know, I'm ready to work out. And my mom had just sent me this care package from Maine from this bakery and it had all kinds of these delicious baked goods, like these cookies and some muffins and a whoopie pie. And I'm not really a whoopie pie fan. But I decided this whoopie pie looked delicious. And so I cut it in half. I ate half of it and it was delicious. It wasn't your average whoopie pie. It wasn't that like whipped cream kind of filling. It was like sugary icing, which is really what I love. And so I ate half of that whoopie pie. And then maybe like an hour or two later, I went back to finish it. And all of a sudden I couldn't taste it. And I'm like, no, I for some reason on the fifth day, I lost my taste and smell and I'm still not, I don't have it back. And that specific symptom was the one I was dreading the most because as you all know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I love food. I love all the tastes, all of the flavors. I, and so this is This is the worst symptom that I possibly could have had. Uh, And so, you know, I can get the essence of something that that has a really strong taste. For example, my boyfriend made turkey chili the other day. And I could get the essence of like the heat. I I could obviously get the heat. He made it really spicy. So I could like my mouth was burning. I just couldn't really taste it. Uh, And I did make this mushroom uh, shepherd's pie the other day that has this mushroom concentrate. And so I can, I can get like a, a savory umami type flavor, like just the essence of it though. You know, I drank some orange juice. I could get like the essence of the citrus and orangeness, orangey juiceness. <laughs> That's a good word. Uh, and so, you know, so there's, there's like a slight 
ability to to taste but it's for the most part it's gone it's it's very sad it's very depressing um I decided I was like okay I'm just gonna like freeze the rest of these baked goods because what's the point like I'm just gonna eat them when I get my taste back but of course I like you know scouted around in the freezer for these muffins you know because I still like texture so I'm like eating these frozen muffins like I get it's yeah just a waste I I have been healthy for the most part I did uh, meal prep and I made this um, mushroom shepherd's pie which is pretty healthy and then uh, I made you know I meal prepped some salads and I'm eating my healthy protein shake so I mean why you know I'm not eating it's funny because I've heard of other people that I follow that you know, still ate very indulgently while they also couldn't taste or smell. I'm definitely not doing that. I'm like not going to gain weight if I can't taste or smell. I mean, what's the point of that? So I'm at least, you know, I did lose. Now, I'm not one of those people that always loses weight when I have a sickness, but I did. I was right before I got COVID, I was feeling a little bit out of control with my eating behaviors. I was starting to gain and I'd reached a, a, a height that in, in my weight that I was like, eh, I'd like to, you know, lose a couple. So, you know, COVID, I did lose a few pounds, not sad about that. Um, but I am, you know, back to working out, which is, which feels good. Uh, I tried to, you know, I tried to start a little bit early and just had waves of weakness and nausea. So, but I am back to working out and feeling pretty much back to normal, except for the taste or smell. So that's good. Um, and so, all right, so let's get into this podcast review of Fed Up. Uh, and it's, it's narrated by Casey Wilson. I don't know her, but uh, I think she's a celebrity of sorts. Excuse me. And so let me just tell you first how I how I got introduced to F Factor. Now, I can't remember who exactly was the first person to talk about it. It was either on Diet Starts Tomorrow, the podcast that I review quite a bit, or the Taylor Strucker Show. I'm pretty sure it was the Taylor Strucker Show. I mean, I'd heard of the F Factor diet, but it wasn't until Andrea Laventhal, who's a co-host on the Taylor Strucker Show, talked about it. Andrea had put on a few pounds and and Andrea is not someone that ever really has ever had to lose weight. I mean, she's a tall woman. She's like five, nine, and she, she is concerned with maintaining her, her thin physique, but and I think her mom keeps her focused on that because she, you know, she talks here and there about comments her mom will make about her weight. Uh, and I know she's conscious of it. But she she's not someone that has ever had to, like, torture themselves to lose weight. And I don't think she's ever had to do, like, a diet before. I think she kind of bounced back after her children. And I think that, um, you know, I think she's someone that eats pretty much in moderation. I think she enjoys food and eats for the most part, whatever she wants. But I think she's she's not one of those person that like overindulges. I think she's someone of those people that, you know, she'll have her dessert but and she needs her dessert, but she's satisfied with like a normal portion. She's not like someone like, like me that wants to finish the entire like batch of brownies. So, so I don't think Andrea's ever really struggled with her weight, but it was, I think it was after her last child and maybe it was after the pandemic. I can't remember exactly, but she decided she did want to lose a couple pounds and she decided to look into this F factor diet and she's the editor of people. So uh, I think she had been 
Um, maybe she had a discount or she was allowed to try the diet for free. I don't know, but she, she ordered a bunch of their products. So this, this F factor diet, you eat your own food basically, but they also have supplements, protein supplements. And the point of this diet is it's all about fiber and protein and, um, how, you know, if you're eating enough fiber and protein, it makes losing weight really simple. And, um, and so, so Andrea, there's like this F factor diet book that kind of explains the diet and they have this intention bracelet where it's like this, the colors of F factor are like this bright Kelly green. And so Andrea had ordered like, maybe it's like the starter kit or something for F factor. I don't really know, but she got in the mail, she got like all the protein powders, all like the intention bracelet that has this like little gold F on it. And I think it's meant to be like, you know, I think it's meant to, if you're about to choose something indulgent, I think it's supposed to remind you of your intention to lose weight. Um, whether that's, you know, a disordered eating practice or not, that remains to be seen. But I have heard someone, some people talk about that, but it's not a bad idea. I mean, if you, if you do want to lose weight, it doesn't hurt to have a reminder in there. Anyway, so I do remember that Andrea just was kind of, she was describing how much she was struggling with trying to do this diet. And I, and she had ordered this Gigi crackers because that is one thing that if you like, and I follow all the F factor accounts and I follow the owner, Tanya Zuckerbrot, and they are always eating these Gigi crackers. Now, those Gigi crackers, I would never order them. Even if I was trying to do this diet, I would not use the Gigi crackers. These crackers look like Triscuits on steroids, but the, like very dry, very fiber, just like this fiber cracker. It does not look good. And the way that Andrea described it, it was horrible. And so, um, and she tried to get them down. She tried to eat these Gigi crackers. Again, I, I'm not going to eat something that doesn't appeal to me. Um, but the reason that they're popular in this diet is because they're chock full of fiber. And so, you know, and I'm not someone that needs a time. Like I do get natural fiber in my diet because I eat a lot of vegetables and whatever, but I have a regular system. Like I don't need extra fiber to make me regular. Whereas there are some people that do need extra fiber, like my mom. Um, and so, and if you're not, you know, going to the bathroom, pooping, regularly, you aren't going to see your weight loss. So I do understand why having fiber, having, you know, a regular system is really important. And also fiber does keep you full. So I understand the point of this diet. Um, the protein powders have an enormous amount of fiber in them. They have a lot of fiber and a lot of protein. And they're also extremely sweet, they use monk fruit sweetener, which is a natural, you know, healthy from what I understand. Um, you know, it's not one of those fake sugars that causes cancer or has been tied to cancer like a lot of the artificial sweeteners. It's, um, you know, it's a natural sweet or sugar substitute. So I actually just bought some monk fruit sweetener. If you go on the F Factor website, a lot of their diets or a lot of their, their um, recipes call for some of these powders to be added to the food, whether you're adding it to the sauce or adding it to, um, the ingredients. So that just increases the amount of fiber and protein in that food. And so, so I remember Andrea talking about the waffles and at the time I, I do remember thinking, 
oh, I would never make, I don't even have a waffle maker. I would never make these waffles, but I do like a waffle. And I actually did end up buying a waffle maker and making these waffles. There were a couple things. And again, I can't remember. uh, I think I had seen maybe on Tanya Zuckerbrot's Instagram, her making these cheddar jalapeno uh, biscuits. And it was, it. so what got me was the recipes for the waffles and the cheddar biscuits, because I wanted to try both of them. I love a waffle. I love a jalapeno cheddar biscuit. And I was like, mm, you could do a diet and lose weight and make these cheddar jalapeno biscuits. I mean, they look delicious. So I did buy these powders. I did end up buying a waffle maker. I made the fiber waffles. I made the cheddar biscuits. And they looked delicious. They looked just like they looked in the pictures. The taste, the texture. Okay, I'm big on texture. The texture was definitely off. Um, they they filled you. And I did get very gassy from these because there was a ton of this protein powder in them that had a ton of fiber. And I did get very bloated and very gassy when I ate a couple of these waffles and I ate a cheddar biscuit. Now, my portions were probably off. So that's main, maybe one of the reasons that I had extra gas. I mean, again, I don't I don't need so much extra fiber in my system. So anyway, so the texture was a little bit off. I think I think I would make the cheddar biscuits again and and I would make the waffles. My waffle maker disappeared. But anyway, I actually do order these these protein powders. I just put like it calls for like two scoops per serving. And I put like a quarter of one scoop into my protein shakes because I do like a little extra fiber. I do like a little protein, but I don't want exorbitant amounts. So I still buy these protein powders. Um, I'm actually using up the chocolate one that I have before I order more, but I probably will order all of them over again because I can use such a small amount and get a good amount of protein and fiber in it and the sweetness that I need for my protein shake and So that works out for me. So anyway, that's my experience. I've never actually done the full diet. I will say that when I've looked at step one of the diet and I've looked at the recipes and I've I've followed these influencers that are, you know, making their meals on the egg factor diet, I get hungry (laughs) just just looking at them. It makes me want to go eat some pasta and some rice because a lot in step one, which is the weight loss phase, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of, you know, protein and vegetables for your foods. And, you know, when you're allowed, and that that's the thing that Tanya like purports about her diet is, you know, you can, you can eat pasta on it, you can drink wine on it. And of course, the serving sizes of those things are teeny tiny. And it with the F-factor diet, I think, again, one of the principles is like, eat anything, but there's like this three bite rule or something where if you want, um, there's a term for it that she, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, illuminated in further episodes. I've only gotten through one episode. This is just like my backstory to this podcast review, but um, she does a mindful indulgence. That's what she calls it. So basically, you know, so say you're sitting there, you're doing the F factor diet, but there's this delicious looking chocolate cake in front of you. So you're supposed to be able to eat that, but you have to only take three bites. So you get satisfied, you get to taste it, but you're not like binging on it basically. So, and we've talked about how if I can't have a lot of something, it makes me sad. So that's why I don't think this F-factor diet would ever personally work for me. 
But I do think it works for some people. And I do think it comes from a good place in terms of, you know, promoting fiber and protein. And, um, and I don't believe in the cancer, um, sorry, uh, cancel culture movement. And so, so this story of Emily Gellis and Tanya Zuckerbrot, the reason that it's so juicy and so interesting to me is it involves a lot of things that I love, like fashion and dieting and weight loss and, and slander and, and Instagram trolling and jealousy and, you know, all of this like really interesting, superficial shit that I like. And uh, so, okay, so, so, the, so the, it started off actually talking about, uh, now Emily Gellis in this podcast fed up, and you have to purchase this podcast. I think you can listen to like the first two for free, but then it's going to be $4.99. So yes, I'll do the Lord's work and I'll listen to it for you and I'll pay the money. Um because I can't wait to listen to the rest of this podcast. Anyway, so Emily Gellis did participate in this podcast. So you'll actually hear her voice. And Tanya did not. So they take snippets of Tanya from like interviews she's done and 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 Instagram things that she's posted where, you know, it highlights her feelings on it. But Emily actually talked to the producers of this podcast. So it starts out, you hear Emily Gellis talking about you know, she's at this restaurant in New York, uh, Cipriani. I want to go to Cipriani. It sounds like a delicious Italian restaurant. So anyway, she's getting served this birthday cake. And this is back in, I think in 2000, maybe 19 or something. And, um, she's like, oh, you know, I got to take a picture of this first, you know, like influencer life. So Emily at this time, she's a fashion influencer and Emily, she's a beautiful woman. She's blonde, um, great fashion sense. And, uh, and you know, she is, so she, and I think at the time that she started this, this whole, you know, at, at the time that she's telling the story, she had about 160,000 Instagram followers, which is, which is a good following. And she said that she, you know, so she posted that she's like, oh, I got to take a picture like influencer life. And she said that a woman turned to her that had like long black hair. And she's like, oh, you're an influencer too. And she's like, I'm an influencer. And so the way that she described it is that Tanya kind of interacted with her and wanted to take a picture with her. And so, and the way that Emily was describing this first meeting was that, Tanya kind of wanted her to like show that she was eating pasta and, you know, she held up her plate of pasta to be seen by Emily's followers. And, um, and so, and, and in between this, you, you're getting these little clips, these little snippets of Emily and, and Tanya and like terrible things that they've said to each other. So you hear like, um, you hear hear Tanya calling Emily like you are a sick, sick woman. I have seen the devil, and it's just them going back and forth, basically trashing each other. Um, and so the narrator comes in, this Casey Wilson. She's like, you know, you are what you eat, and you know what you put in your body is so important. There's so many diets out there, and the F Factor diet was a diet. She kind of gives this like intro to like what the F Factor diet is, and it's you know it's it's about fiber, it's about protein, and so it, it then it goes back to Emily and it talks about you know how she's like, well, let's follow each other, but Tanya describes it as that Emily like fangirled out on her. 
And, and Emily's like, come to this party that I'm having. Apparently Emily also owns a skincare line. And so she was like trying to get Tanya to come to like her skincare uh, party, which Tanya ended up declining. So, so it's just interesting because, you know, so, so Tanya, if you were to go to her Instagram page, Tanya has what you would call like an aspirational life. She's extremely wealthy. Her husband, she married um, this guy who's like this commercial real estate developer, this, you know, just wealthy beyond. And, and she used to, again, this is like prior to when she started getting trolled and, 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 you know, Emily tried to cancel her, but she used to like tag all the designers of the clothes that she wore because Tanya does a lot of like, you know, she has this lifestyle that, you know, most people would, would desire. She, her clothes are all like Chanel and Louis Vuitton and Hermes and all these like very expensive designers. And, and, and Tanya's gorgeous. I mean, she's very thin, but she looks, she looks like 20 years younger than she is. I mean, you can tell that, you know, whatever work she's had, it's very tasteful. It's very minimal. And that she truly does do her own diet. I mean, she glows from within. And when you do have a clean diet like that, and you're eating a lot of whole foods, and you're eating a ton of vegetables, and you're eating very minimally processed foods, your skin really does glow. And Tanya epitomizes this 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 lifestyle that you know a lot of us aspire to. Now, I I will never be that person. I like my chocolate cake too much. I like my ice cream too much. I'm I'm not someone that can restrict myself like that. There's women that do. There's women that live that life where they would rather be a size two or size zero. And you know that whole saying like nothing nothing tastes better than thin whatever it's but there is a sect of people that that really believes that and I will never be that person um but it's it's interesting to watch right like these people that you know and and Tanya goes to Italy she spends her like a long summer vacation she eats pasta it's not like she doesn't eat it it's just the portion that Tanya eats I personally would never be satisfied with that portion I would need like I would need that times three um and so so anyway so so you know she has this very glamorous lifestyle and you know and and she does you know the way that she paints the picture of the f factor lifestyle it does seem like it could be doable but it's you know it's it it is a very restrictive diet you know it's it's very small portions it's very low carb um, you know, it's high protein, high fiber. It's a healthy diet. It's a healthy way of eating. I mean, the way that Tanya designed this was was based on her clinical practice and knowing that people did, you know, were healthier when they incorporated more protein and fiber in their diet. And so, you know, Tanya is someone that has like very little fat on her body. You know, she does Pilates. She's probably a size two or size zero. And And again, like maintaining her low body weight is important to her. And there's a lot of women like that, right? And, but today is all about doing what's right for you. And like, personally, I think that part of the joy of life 
is indulging yourself. And I would rather be 10 to 15 pounds higher, 20 pounds higher than what I could be if I was following the strict effector type of lifestyle. I would rather enjoy delicious food and be that higher weight than restrict myself and live that lifestyle. And and I, we all, we choose our choice, right? We all choose our choice in this life. And, you know, the people that are attracted to Tanya's lifestyle, this is an option for them if they want to live that way, if they want to be a little bit more restrictive with the with what they put in their mouth. And and again, people should be allowed to do that, right? And and so 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 Emily described and 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 Emily just had a child and she when she met Tanya and she started following her, she was like, "Oh, maybe I'll try this diet." And so she said she started with the Gigi crackers and she just hated them. She's like, ugh, these Gigi crackers are like disgusting. I can't even get them down. And apparently her closet organizer was also doing the diet. And so she, the, her closet organizer told her that like the way that you could get the Gigi crackers down was basically like use it as a, as a bagel replacement where, you know, you still put your locks and your cream cheese on it, but it just replaces the bagel. So she said she would she would get them down that way, but that she got such severe stomach cramping. She's like, it was like getting stabbed in the stomach because she was so bloated. And she's like, I can't, I can never eat these again. So, you know, and I bet if I ate those Gigi crackers, I would also be like Emily. I'd probably have stabbing pain from, from gas and too much fiber. They're, they're, it's not for everybody, right? And so, and then she said she tried the F-Factor waffles. She's like, oh, I love waffles. I love carbs. I love bread. I love pasta. She's like, oh, if I can do a diet where I eat waffles every day, great. And so she ended up ordering all these protein powders. But she said she thought that they tasted like synthetic. And so she stopped eating them. I didn't think they tasted synthetic. I, the, but the texture is definitely off. You know, it's not that glutinous, delicious waffle that you get from, you know, the Waffle House. It's it's a f- super fiber <laughs> waffle that the texture is different. So I, I do understand what she's saying. And and so the narrator is is basically like, you know, reality check. Like Emily's didn't actually do the diet. She just tried a couple of products associated with the diet, didn't like her experience and and kind of just like signed off on that diet. It just wasn't going to work for her. And so she's like, and that could have been the end of the story between these two influencers. But then the pandemic hit. And so, and, and it's like, everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's on TikTok. Nobody has anywhere to go. And there's this site called Dumois, that's this like celebrity dirt Instagram page. Now I thought I'd really like Dumois because I do like celebrity stuff, but it's I don't like Dumois. It's it's you literally can't read these stories. Like they there's so much little text. And this whole page, this Instagram page, Dumois was started. There's it's not factual information. It's like people that live in areas like New York and, and LA where they happen to see celebrity sightings and they DM this Dumois page to be like, oh, Bradley Cooper was an asshole to me. Lady Gaga didn't leave a tip or whatever. I mean, I've just made those stories up, but it's basically a site where they share potentially bullshit stories that aren't even real. They do no research to see if there's truth there. They just get these things sent into them by potentially disgruntled waiters or whoever that just decides they 
understand what this celebrity is doing and decides to out them on it. So, so anyway, so apparently, uh, Emily knew the, the person that was behind Dumois. Now Dumois used to be like, you didn't know who was behind the page. They've recently revealed themselves. Um, but Emily apparently is friends with the person behind Dumois. And so she kind of like went into this like Instagram hole on Dumois and saw a ton of people complaining about the F-Factor diet and also complaining about Tanya. They were saying things like they got really bad cramps from the diet and bloating and too much fiber. And she said that there was someone that said that they were a client of Tanya's because she, you know, she's a registered dietitian. So she used to see private clients. She doesn't anymore, but she used to. And she, this woman that was like, you know, bitching about her online said that um, she was once a client of Tanya's and that Tanya said to her that if a Holocaust victim could lose weight, so could she. And that if, if this client was taking antidepressant and it was making her gain weight, then that's her choice, that she's making a choice to be mediocre and stay overweight. And that's basically choosing mediocrity. But hey, that's your choice. And so, and, and Tanya's Jewish, right? So the to, to even think that Tanya would say an, inf, a, a, an inflammatory remark, like, like talking about Holocaust victims, and it's, it's, it's insane. I mean, you know, as, and, and Tanya's very vocal about her support of the Jewish faith in Israel. And, you know, she's constantly on her Instagram showing her support and, you know, they're, they're very religious and they celebrate the holidays. And so, you know, to think that she would say something like that is, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And, um, and so Emily was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that, Tanya would do something like this, would say something like that, because Emily's also Jewish. So Emily got very insulted, not only by the Jewish comment, but also apparently Emily is someone that's taken antidepressants and benefited from them and knows that, you know, if you're someone that needs antidepressants to live a more fulfilling life, to for someone to ever reference that you should come off them simply for weight loss is is horrible. And so Emily just assumed that this woman was telling the truth, went on her own Instagram page, made a video about, you know, talking about how it's mind boggling that anyone ever would give this advice and that's shameful and nobody should ever do that. And how dare she? And, and she ended up DMing this, this Dumois account and asking if it was real. And, and Dumois responded that, yeah, she's like, this is real. Now, Dumois has since denied that this conversation ever happened. I'm sure Dumois does not want to get pulled into this court case that's, that's happening because of slander. Um, and, and Emily and Tanya, so they're both from this place called Great Neck. I only know Great Neck. It's in Long Island. Great Neck. Um, so I used to work for a company that had uh, locations there. I used to work for a company called Equinox that had uh, locations in Great Neck. Emily described it as the place where Great Gatsby took place. And so Emily's like, you know what I'm going to do? She's like, we're both from Great Neck. She's like, I bet that since Tanya's from Great Neck and she started there as a dietitian, I bet 
that there's a lot of people from Great Neck that follow me that have done the F-Factor diet. So I'm just going to put a video out there and ask for people's feedback on if they've done the diet and what they think about it. And so she, she sent that out and she said she got just flooded with messages of people that had horrible side effects from this diet, people that had their stomach torn out, people that were, became, you know, disordered in their eating habits and were scared to eat carbs, people that got really, really sick and and became uh, covered with rashes, Uh, people that uh, developed eating disorders, um, you know, somebody said that they uh, developed an acute abdominal pain and had to be hospitalized. This other woman said that she was shitting blood. I mean, here's the thing about health and and about, you know, I, and I know this because, you know, my other business that I do is in the cannabis industry where the majority of people, for example, can use CBD very safely or use THC and they, they, they tolerate it just fine. And then there's the the few people with this, you know, their own unique genetic profile where they have just completely different side effects than, than 90% of the population, right? There's, there's people that get stimulated by CBD, whereas most people get relaxed by CBD. There's people that from one milligram of THC won't even feel anything. And there's people that will get insanely high and dizzy from one milligram of THC. So you just never know. And so I don't doubt that there's people that did this diet or used her products that had negative side effects from too much fiber. I mean, I had, you know, just from eating some of the waffles and eating some of the 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 um the fiber um biscuits that I made with her diet like I did get really bad stomach cramping and gas I just knew I needed a lower portion right like I didn't think she needed to be canceled I didn't think her whole diet was bullshit I just knew that for my own body I require less fiber. And so I use a little, and which is great. I save money. I could just put a little tiny snippet of her protein into my protein shake and it's great. And so, um, but you know, I think, look, there's, there's, and, and my portions, right? When I ate those waffles, I probably ate maybe three times the normal portion that you're supposed to have. So if you're not moderating your portions, if you like anything can be abused, right? You can drown if you drink too much water. So here's where I I don't doubt that people had, you know, situations where they were very uncomfortable. Now, I think a lot of this backlash was the way that Tanya and F Factor handled these complaints. Apparently, they would like delete uh, Instagram messages and not really show a lot of empathy towards people that, that did have these side effects. Um, I will say that one of the first times I ordered some of the pro, some of the powders from, uh, F factor, I had like this coupon code that was supposed to give me free shipping. It didn't work. And, but they ended up taking care of me. They were very responsive. They ended up crediting me the, the discount. So I've, I've had good experiences with their team. I've had good experiences with their products, except for when I used too much of it and did have stomach cramping. I would, I would imagine that there's other people that have had great experiences and people that have had not so great experiences, just like anything in life. So, um, so that's kind of what Emily ended up doing was trying to get Tanya canceled based on 
these negative reviews without doing a ton of research. So, um, so that's why they're in this lawsuit now. Um, you know, they, they did do this little clip of Tanya, like putting people on notice who were slandering F factor. So, you know, I think this podcast is going to be pretty balanced. I think both Tanya and Emily are going to come out looking, you know, they both, they're, they're, neither one of them are like sympathetic creatures, right? They're like, they're both pretty wealthy. I mean, Tanya's like insanely wealthy. Emily's does very, very well. I think that she's, I think she's also very well off. I don't think she has Tanya money, but, um, but you know, the way that they've attacked each other on social media, the way it's, it's hilarious. It's very entertaining. It's fascinating. So this is just the very beginning of this, this, the first episode of this podcast. And it's going to get really good because I finally found this, this woman, Ingrid on Instagram. And this woman looks, I mean, she's very, very, she calls herself this biohacker and that she like, however she does it, she like uses biohacking to stay youthful. And so Tanya has a very youthful look um, that you can tell comes from good work, nutrition, taking really good care of herself. Uh, This girl, this woman, Ingrid, she has a very interesting look. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's trying very hard. She does have a youthful look. I will give her that. She's, it's, I, I, I know you're not supposed to comment on women's looks. It's, I'm just... I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I will uh I will share Ingrid's Instagram if anyone else wants to go and check it out and follow along with this fascinating story. Um but uh anyway, more to come. There's I think there's four episodes in this in this series. And let me look up Ingrid's um she is at so it's Ingrid I N G R I D Della, D-E-L-A-M-A-R-E-K-E-N-N-Y. So again, I don't, I don't know a lot about this woman, but I've, apparently she, like, I think Tanya's gone after her for trying to, like, mimic the F-Factor diet. And then Ingrid accused Tanya of, like, coming after her uh, and and hiring, like, hitmen to, like, beat her up. Again, I, I, I don't know the whole story behind this, but I'm sure we'll hear about it through this podcast, but go check out her Instagram account. You'll probably be just as fascinated as I am. Anyway, follow me on Instagram, please at the diet obsessed podcast, DM me, leave a review. Let me know if you have any experience with any of these diets or, you know, about the story. Let me know if there's any topics you'd like me to discuss. Uh, I will be back with another fed up episode Um, very soon. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.